So if you could have one superpower, what would it be? One superpower. Yes. Oh. Uh, time travel. Time travel. All right. Why? Well, you could go back and correct correct mistakes you made. You could uh, you could see all sorts of events, even if you limited the scope to, you know, just just going just like uh, where you live or, or even your own life, it would just be utterly useful. Although I, I don't want it to screw up the timeline. Right. I really, really don't want it to screw up the timeline. Right. I feel like if you go back in time and you come back forward again, uh, I mean, it, it just, it's, it's all parallel universes. It can't be just the single universe model. See, if I did that, I'd just go back and invest in stocks I knew were going to take off. Uh, <laughs> like in Back to the Future. Like in Back to the Future. <laughs> we'll go with that. Caleb? Uh, mine would be flight. Flight. But yeah. it'd, have to be, it'd have to be able to go fast. It'd Superman? Be, more or less, yeah. N- not just like a hovering, like, blimp type situation. Right. It, it would have to be faster than... A speeding bullet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. A hovering blimp. So I've thought about this long and hard, and I settled on teleportation. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Don't have to pay for gas. Don't have to drive. Very pragmatic. I can go anywhere I want anytime. Right. Although you could make the argument that getting blackout drunk kind of carries the same. That's kind of close. I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know where you're going to end up. Hmm. I don't know how, what teleporting drunk would be like, though. You don't see any person that can teleport in movies drunk. Uh, Do you? Yeah, I think I've seen it in The Magicians. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I've I've watched a little bit of that. (laughs) I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, the books are awesome, and the series is... It's one of those rare occasions where I actually think the TV series, the Netflix series is... Actually, I don't know. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. I was going to... And it's on Netflix. Netflix. It streams, but I think think it's better than even the books. Really? Yeah. That doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't, but once in a while. And this is the case. (laughs) All right. Well, I should probably get into an intro here. So with all of that, welcome to episode 25 of Stories from a Bar. I'm your host, Chris Osborne, and I took a little road trip today, and I am hanging out with Justin Bahan. Did I say that correctly? Behan. Behan. Damn it. That's okay. Behan. I think I... That it's not it's just it's not damn it behan it's, it's behan that's just it. Be, <laughs> justin behan owner of green wolf brewing and caleb wiseman bar manager here at green wolf as well thanks for hanging out with me guys no thanks problem. for inviting me up this is a nice little cool place you got here thank you before we of course get into anything we got seven beers here, uh, samples, and this is going to turn into a little quiz for Caleb as we go throughout the episode, because he claims to know each one of these. So I'm going to start with this guy. Which one was this? That's our Defiance Wheat Ale. Defiance Wheat Ale. All right. Uh, and of course, Justin, you're the main brewer here. Actually, you... I right. am the co-brewer. Co-brewer. Now. I am the full, I'm the owner and co-brewer. I had been the full-time brewer up until three months ago, four. four. Gosh, it's been is a it, while. Has it been six? A longtime friend and uh, of mine and a friend of uh, Green Wolf. Uh, and a folk hero around the county. And a folk hero. <laughs> a <laughs> fiddle player <laughs> of great renown. Uh, Bernie. Uh, is it Newman? How Newman, it? Bernie Newman, Newman, yeah. Bernie Newman. Uh, Bernie Newman. He's like the, a great name. He's the brew day guy. All right. I am, I guess, for lack of better terms, the cellar manager now. Ah. I keep track of the... I, I basically... I do everything but the actual brew day. 
Okay. So, yeah, which is all the cleaning, which is most of being a brewer. Uh, and uh, the, yeah, shuffling the beer in between fermenter and bright tank and vessels such as kegs. Yeah. Well, what can you tell me about this guy? This was the Defiance, you said? The Defiance. Yes. The Defiance wheat beer. It's based on an 18th century, 18th century colonial recipe uh, made from... Uh, 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 red wheat malt, uh, chopped straw, a little bit of honey, and uh, that's that's it. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's quite tasty. It's very different than your typical. It, it is. Beer. I like this. This is good. Caleb, I suspect you handle just about everything else around uh, in the public, the general house, in the the tap room. Yes, more or less. More or less, yeah. <laughs> depending on the yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're hanging out, of course, at the public house. And, oh, I should mention, this will be a fun experiment, as I've never used three microphones before, <laughs> which is my new setup. And I did not care for the little stand that came with the new microphone, so I'm using this giant musician one, and it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Love the boom. <laughs> this is great. Uh, we're have. Hanging out at the public house, and uh, I was mentioned as I came in, I love the old brick type feel. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about the building? And obviously, we're here, 329 Main Street in the village of Manans, or Middleburg. I don't know why I said Manans. <laughs> <laughs> but not Middlebury. And uh, yeah, in Middleburg, it's a beautiful location here at 329 Main Street, Middleburg, New York, in Schoharie County. New York State, United States, planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> Our good friend, Sarah, she is the proprietress of this fine uh, building here on Main Street. Uh, She and her crew, they spent, God, they they bought this lot years ago and spent years and years putting it back together. uh, And we started talking to them years ago about uh, moving our tap room uh, just a few doors down to this place. and Because you, you started right down the street, right? Yeah, in a space that was half the size. Uh, for those keeping score, we went from about, if I remember it, 700, 700 to 1,200, to yeah, 1,200 ish square feet. Uh, red brick interior with uh, black drop ceiling. Uh, and this this building had been on fire uh, at some point. In Was it really the twentieth century? And you can see the oh wow the burnt marks, the scorch marks, which actually uh, I think lend character. I was gonna say, I like that. I was just hoping that nobody had died during the fire, and as far as we know, there have been no hauntings. Well, I was going to say, that seems like a fun promotion, though. And there are groups that do go into that. There's haunted bars out there that probably, I'm sure, make a killing at least one month a year. (laughs) So that's something we need to work on. You just start telling people that. I'll edit all this out and just say it's haunted. So we won't kill anybody so that we can then have a haunting so that we can make more money. Well, Tim is leaving. Oh, that's another. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's a 19th century building, right? Or- yes. Yes, it's one of the oldest commercial buildings on Main Street. Oh, wow. I yeah. do not know the specific year. How did you end up settling on this spot, this particular building? I was having multiple conversations with my pal Sarah, and we talked about it, and she, she kept on wrangling, saying we needed a bigger space. And I had to agree with her, and <laughs> uh, she was right. Yeah. Yeah, people would turn around if... So we have bands every Friday and Saturday. I always have, more or less, right? 
Every Friday and Saturday. I, yeah. I think maybe the first year it wasn't every Friday and Saturday. It might have been sometimes twice a week, but, but gosh, I don't know. Maybe from the, it if it's much, not from the beginning, it's yeah. from near the beginning, twice a week. Yeah, and uh, we'd have, you know, it'd be packed. Yeah. It'd be packed at 40 or 50 people would, would pack the whole house. So it would be, yeah. You, you, people you would walk breathe. in, see that turn around hell a full band would take up a third of the damn room <laughs> we would have to close off a bathroom in a four piece that's right oh man so so crowds would grow <laughs> and we'd lose a bathroom oh no <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a bad bad scene yeah oh geez so but in the original building the brewery is still in the back part of the building it used to be small tap room front so you still do the brewing in your first building and this is the tap room yeah, exactly. and now in public house yeah. it's a great setup like i said i love it i love the break the openness the wood mm-hmm. bar and everything like that how long uh, ago did you move into this spot then it was a little over a year right almost exactly a year it has to be just about to the day uh, sometimes sometime this month right uh, oh this is yes. bad this is this is this is bad pod- podcasting it's like we don't, we don't <laughs> know our shit it was march i, I, I see this it's good for me because i just sit here and That's sip while right. you yeah i remember being closed <laughs> well, the guests for, break down yeah. for two weekends in the end of february because uh Jess Farmhouse Floral Design in Middleburg is now in our old tap room. Mm-hmm. So she really needed the space in you know for Valentine's Day. So That's right. we were out by then, I believe. Right. And then And then 2 weeks went we were by closed. we were closed and then we opened up here. That's right. So I'm moving on to my second beer here and in my continuing test of Caleb's knowledge, which guy am I holding? Snow on the No. Oh. Yes, Snow on the we Valley. We made it to the second hey, one before he right. questioned yeah. himself. Snow on the Valley. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's you psyched yourself out there. Mm, yeah. All right, so tell me about Snow in the Valley here. So Snow that, on the Valley, right? Snow yeah. on the Valley. That is our winter warmer, uh, about 9% alcohol. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> that, that, that will help keep you warm, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll let Justin tell you a little bit about what's in there. Uh, the, I have my recipes in front of me. I don't need the, you know. Malt. Yeah, the malts, the malts. That's like the soup Nazi on Seinfeld. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm drinking that too. Uh, it's one of my favorite beers we make. It's a brand new recipe compared yes. to just about everything else we have. Um, I love it because, I mean, it's got the, the caramelized, you know, sugar aspect to it. And there's just a bit of a little toastiness to it as well. Uh, and I think it's just, um, it's a, like, it's got uh, sort of like a slick mouthfeel. Um, I like it. It's, yeah. yeah, it is nice and smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> so were you guys the first brewery to open in Schoharie County? I, is, I heard folklore that the Bull's Head was making beer for a short while, like 20 years ago. And because I, I remember when I was looking for brewing equipment, like, oh, you lost out. But again, now I'm talking about, you know, recent folklore on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I mean, this is for a very specific audience anyway. So. Yes. We were the first farm brewery. Yes. Okay. The first New York State farm brewery in Schoharie County by, by, for certain. And we, in terms of a actual commercial brewery, we have to... There had to been some sort of brewery in the history of the county before us, uh, it would be my guess. But in terms of modern era breweries, uh, oh, there was one in the Northern Catskills and I forget where it was. We're, well, I'm mistaken, the, the, the flag is correct, putting it in the ground saying we were the first New York State <laughs> Farm Brewery in the county. We were also somewhere on the 
first 10 first, uh, licensed right. farm breweries in the state as well. Oh, wow. When they brought in, uh, when they made the new uh, farm license requirement uh, five or so years ago. Interesting. That. And now there's way, way more. Yeah. Got to be more than 100. Uh, there is, actually, I have a question related to that towards the okay. end, but there is definitely more than 100. Yeah. Farm breweries. Yeah. You guys are both, well, Caleb, we were talking earlier, you're actually from the Middleburg area, right? Yes. Yeah, I've uh, I've lived here, I've lived in the same house since uh, about 18 years, 19 years, yeah. Wow, and Justin, you were, came about 15 years ago? Yep, uh, my partner Tracy Manning and I, we moved out to Cotton Hill Road, which is way up above the valley. Uh, it takes about 12 minutes if there's no ice on the road. Where were uh, you before Middleburg? We lived in central Massachusetts oh, all right. at an educational farm oh. out by uh, Orange uh, and Athol, Massachusetts. Be very careful how you say Athol, <laughs> uh, which is near Greenfield, which is north of Northampton. And uh, yeah, I was tr- my I had plans to open an organic farm. We, we specifically purchased our 100 acres out here to open up an organic farm. Then I started building a straw bale house. And while I was building that for six years, I decided I didn't want to farm. Started home brewing and fell, <laughs> fell in love with the hobby, as one does. Well, I mean, if you're already farming some of the ingredients anyway, it's not that much of an extra step, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, and and t- but tr- but truthfully, that does that thread does. Uh, pull through from uh, when I was studying to be an organic farmer because uh, depending on the batch of beer we're between 95 and 100% New York State ingredients Mm -hmm. and even before the farm brewery license came into existence I was business planning before that and and from the beginning planning on using local ingredients because it was the point of the matter yeah to help local agriculture Local yeah. So both of you guys were around when the hurricane came through. Yes. Right, back yeah. in 2011. Yeah. How rough was that on the town? Where were you on the day it happened? Caleb? I was. I was driving. See, I live about 45 me. minutes from here. Obviously, we got some bad storms, but and right. some flooding, but nothing like the heart that you guys were right. sitting in, right? Okay. Yeah. So my house was is just outside of town, and there's a big field right near there. We actually didn't get hit but everything around us got hit so we still had to evacuate um i went up to a friend's house who lives up on the mountain over here and uh i was there for two or three days before we could come back into town wow yeah in fact justin you pointed out the watermark on the from the flooding on the inside of the wall here that's just over five feet high yeah oh it's intense yeah, I mean, uh, my family lives at about 1,400 foot elevation compared to the 700-ish elevation of the valley. So unless, you know, the Ice Age comes back and we have to worry about glacier activity, we're pretty safe from even the catastrophic floods. But man, uh, the disaster that rained down, literally, uh, here in the valley was uh, exceptionally dreadful. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as I mentioned before, I didn't think I had been to Middleburg before before coming out here and it turns out when i delivered flowers like 15 years ago i did make at least one trip out here to the funeral home to drop off some flowers mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how many dead bodies i saw or you see delivering flowers yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. 
I'm like, I'm driving down the road. I'm like, son of a bitch, this seems so familiar. Yeah. But again, that was 15 years ago. I mean, that was even before the hurricane. So I didn't really know much of Middleburg, but it looks like a pretty quaint little village. I love mm-hmm. the little looks of it. I need to come back when it's warm because it was a beautiful drive out here. It'd be right. even better when, you know, there's foliage to look at. <laughs> oh, there's and there's the state parks around here. There's the, you know, the, the farms have their farm stands and... Hell, uh, Middleburg is a delight uh, for an upstate village where lots of upstate villages and counties struggle. This town, man, there's so many full storefronts. There are, it's a rarity to have an empty uh, storefront on this main street. We have an exceptional library. We have the public house. We have multiple restaurants, hardware store, which is the backbone of the community. Is that wonderful hardware store? <laughs> they usually Actually, are. Yep. Yeah. I'm there every yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something else. And oh, under, a wonderful used bookstore now. I uh, love it here. Yeah. So uh, when you were working on your organic farming, what was the uh, yeah. last... We actually, what was the we never got straw started. that oh okay we never what was the started. straw that broke the camel's back there and you're like the straw f this I'm gonna start straw, brewing the straw of house was actually the, the straw <laughs> that broke the camel's back because if you have a house built of straw and the entire thing falls in a camel the camel has no chance <laughs> <laughs> even even like a, a pack of camels would have no chance against a straw belt house straw belt house wins every time <laughs> and you can always find it. If you're looking for, uh, wait, no, that's the oh, needle in. in. <laughs> so it's actually harder to find the needle in the straw bell house. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, People. that's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll move on to sample number three here. Yes. Caleb? More beer. What Dire a, Wolf Whiskey Porter. Dire Wolf Whiskey Porter. This sounds like it has a little bite to it. It, it does. Um, I accidentally filled that all the way for you, and then I had to siphon some off. <laughs> because that is, uh, we're calling it 9% right now. That's what we're calling it. I, oh, yeah. We're calling it 9%. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, it's aged in barrels from Schenectady Distilling. Oh, wow. That's good. It's very good. Uh, we make it so it's, seasonal. That is nice and smooth. I don't drink a lot of porters and stouts, but uh, this is... Oh, I think a little burn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's the whiskey. Yeah, yeah, little whiskey. Uh, this batch, I feel, um, has more of that whiskey smell, or more of that whiskey taste. Yep. How long do you generally age it in barrels? It's not that long, really. These were fresh barrels, and uh, you can you can use uh, the barrels a few times. Each subsequent time, it takes a little bit longer to have the character of the oak and the bourbon uh, be absorbed into the beer itself. But the first time I used it, it was five weeks. Yeah, it was. It's it's about a month. Uh, give an extra week or so uh, for a fresh barrel. Oh wow! And then afterward, uh, I'm, I have the second batch in now, and it's getting close. That one's going to be more like uh, six to seven weeks by the time it's all said and done for the second batch. Okay. Then they're going to take the barrels back and uh, repurpose them for some type of spirit. I believe so. That is the plan yeah. for for all for from our understanding. Nice. Yeah. So, how long ago did you actually start brewing? I. Started brewing not that long ago compared to most people who are brewers. Uh, my first homebrew batch, it's not quite 10 years. And I had thought about homebrewing for a while. I'd, I had formed a love of craft beer kind of, well, I guess sort of late in my middle 20s. I really didn't actually 
drink much in college. Um, it was a little bit later, uh, you know, second half of college, but, uh, mm-hmm. I fell into, fell in love with craft beer, my twenties, uh, thought about homebrewing. Um, my wife though, she has a medical condition where she can't drink alcohol anymore. So I felt guilty about Aww. the notion of brewing. And she said, Oh, Justin, you just, <laughs> just, it's okay. I won't take offense. And I it really pays think the bills. And then uh, I got into it and I loved it. And it was, you know, those first batches, I'd bring them to a friend or a family member and they'd like stare at the glass thinking like, oh God, Justin made this. Uh, 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 and they'd drink it. And then they'd, they'd stop. And like they're the life. Because your pop. friends and family don't want to hurt your feelings. And That's... they would smile <laughs> as they were drinking the beer. And it made me feel so good. And like that was the beginning. It was like, oh, wow, I affected this person. The surprise and the wonder and the enjoyment uh, was only about two and a half years into the hobby that I was at a crossroads in my middle 30s and said, fuck it. What about making a brewery, starting a brewery? And uh, I called up my friend down the road, Finn. I said, am I crazy for wanting to turn our old house and the property here into a brewery? It has a roof, it has plumbing, it has electric, it has so heating. Everything you need. We just moved into the straw bale house, <laughs> and we the, we cleared the, the camel corpses away after it landed on them. Uh, am I crazy? And then he said, no, it's not as crazy as us starting a cheese operation. And it's kind of uh, crazier that there would be camels around here. That's true. <laughs> Those Schoharie County camels. All over the place. All over the place. Uh, and then, then I went forward, ended up not using our second old house on our property, ended up uh, starting the brewery down here in the valley, and of which, I'm, was, a, which was a good idea. So that's, uh, that's, um, that's some of the story of Green Wolf. And you're a history buff too, right? I am. I was a history, <laughs> uh, American history and literature major. So, uh, yeah. It's, uh, so, obviously, that leads to brewery. It does. <laughs> And I thought about becoming a Unitarian Universalist minister in there, but that was before I moved to... It's just too much. I took that over for you. You did. (laughs) I'm the minister. I write the essays, the philosophical essays. Do you really? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Every week. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, we do a newsletter every week, and uh, part of the newsletter list is I, I write um, what I call the musings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, just a philosophical essay on, on life. Oh, well. You can find it on Facebook, like yes, us you on can. Facebook. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I did come across a small article as I was looking up some stuff on Green Wolf. I have to ask you about, do you really use a modified stationary bike? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm surprised you found that. Oh, the stationary <laughs> bike. What is, yes, this was a, a small, an article I found on Bruce and the oh, Bruce Central damn. website. <laughs> Not the bike. <laughs> Not the bike. I got to say, I couldn't be happier that I brought this up now just oh. by that reaction. Okay. What oh, what yeah, is going on? Okay, either. okay. I believe bike. it said a modified a, stationary yeah, bike to help yeah, process ingredients. Yeah. Right? So about six batches in in the history of Green Wolf, the bike stopped being used. <laughs> but what I did, so I say that's probably great exercise if you're spending a lot oh of your time God. drinking beer. It was so intense. You don't understand. <laughs> so I had we, we we found the stationary bike in a driveway on Main Street in the Middleburg, brought it to Green. Really Wolf. cuts costs. Mm set up a huge flywheel to the mill and so i'd have to feed the mill and then get on the bike and pedal the bike which would turn the mill crush the grains into a bucket and it was the most horrific experience you can ever imagine maybe for you this sounds fantastic to me it was it was like going uphill in a a crushed rock storm both ways oh god it was it was a lot of work (laughs) 
It was fun. It made for good pictures. And how'd uh, you come up with that idea? You just came across the bike one day and thought, "I, I got to try this." It just came. I I don't know if I saw some type of cranking cra- beforehand. Hand cranking? No, I was never the nope. the mill. Trying to find a more efficient way from hand cranking. I think. God, that sounds lewd. Um, <laughs> it did. It really did. Purposefully. That's what she said. No, <laughs> it only took about. It was like less than ten batches, and at that point, we bought uh, uh, one a of motor. the. Well, yeah, a motor, and to turn the the mill. That's. But what it made I for know. good pictures, and Bruce Central found me uh, to do the story within that first few months of us being open. So it went down in history, and is. More famous than it should. So there are pictures of that. There are. Oh, oh I yes. didn't see any pictures. Yes, there are. <laughs> I'll have to put some out. That's a good idea. Some some old, old school pictures from using the the bike mill. Oh, my nightmarish. I'd be very curious to see that. Do you oh, have a I'm favorite? I'm so tired after thinking about that. Now. <laughs> All right, on to my next sample here. I'm trying to pace myself, but it's not going that well. Uh, especially with that one. So that's our Ravens Black IPA. Okay. And it's going to be about seven and a half, eight percent Yeah, I'm going to slow down a little bit. <laughs> it starts good a lot. It gets a lot lighter. <laughs> I did hit the dark ones fairly early. It does get a lot <laughs> Although the, la- the next dark one after this is the lightest in ABV. Uh, smallest, lowest, shortest. Yes. Short and stout. Lord have mercy. So... Ravens, what Raven, was it? Ravens Black. Ravens Black IPA. No, yeah, the Ravens Black IPA. So what's Ravens the deal behind with this guy? Black IPA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the story? Yes. The story is, um, I feel as though about seven or eight years ago, when I was homebrewing, Black IPAs were really, they had a little bubble of, of being popular. I feel like I don't see them as much now. No, I was, I'm always a little surprised. I do a double take kind of when I see yeah. a real dark well, IPA at, like at that. The, now. At the time, oh, what is it? It's, it's 20, it was like 20, the early 20 teens. Like black, there was in the homebrew magazines and I would find a few examples and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. I like mm-hmm. that. So I decided to, to, the, to make a homebrew recipe. Actually, at the time I was developing recipes for the future brewery as a homebrewer. And this was the first recipe I finished as a homebrewer for the future Green Wolf. And um, yeah, I mean, the secret of a black IPA is you don't want it to be too much IPA. You don't want it to be too much just porter slash stout. You really want some of the bite, and you, but you still want sort of that roasty, um, dark chocolatey character. That might be one of my favorite sipping beers here. Yeah. I can see that. that is, and it's my mother. That is a good beer. sipping beer. Yeah. Do you have a favorite beer that you've brewed so far? It might be the Dire Wolf. The Dire Wolf? That you had previously. The yeah. Whiskey Porter. Well, whiskey Porter is your favorite? Uh, mine might be the Abbey Gargoyle. Abby Gargoyle. I like, mm-hmm. I like the name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's oh, our yeah. Belgian double. And that's really at peak right now. How long have uh, you been with Green Wolf, Caleb? How'd you, how'd you uh, start working here? I, I started working. I was on the other side of the bar for years and years here. Mm-hmm. And, um, with your dad? Yeah, with my dad. Uh, we would do trivia nights here. Mm-hmm. I, and what I mean by that is we would participate. I didn't work here yet. And um, I was... So you just spend enough time here, and they figure they might as well hire you because you're here all the time anyway? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's what happened. Uh, the bartenders left to pursue other jobs, and mm-hmm. uh, then Justin was working more, bartending more, and then... Uh, I was convinced you would be the answer. And <laughs> and two and a half years later, yeah. I guess we'll, here we'll we are. It, we'll call it two and a half years later. Yeah, and it was August. Mm-hmm. Are you convinced? Wait, I, if I time traveled, <laughs> <laughs> I could find the specific moment. <laughs> it's, well, that is true. Yeah. It's true. 
Is this both of your full-time gigs? I know because the public house is only open Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays, right? And right Sundays uh, in the warm months. Okay, yes. yeah. Coming soon, so maybe April, maybe even March. Maybe even March. Oh, wow. Uh, open up on Sundays again. But yeah. Yeah, uh, it's both of our full-time gig, full gigs. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then we have a bunch of other part-time folks, including Bernie, who's the brew day guy, and then uh, Tim and Ray are part-time bartenders, although Tim is leaving the bastard. Yes. <laughs> Tim is also finding... So you guys have a job opening for a bartender? We, we, do. Do. we do. I've never tended bar, and this is too far for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have been thinking about trying to do like a guest bartending thing, but I don't think it would go very, very well. <laughs> I I'm think more of a drinker. <laughs> I think you could pull something off here. <laughs> Perhaps we'll give that a try one day, then. Yeah. That'll keep me from drinking, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said that. It won't. <laughs> so, you, of course, mentioned you're a licensed New York State farm brewery. Are you able to get most of your ingredients from the Middleburg area here? Actually, all of our hops come from Schoharie County. Nice. Every single bit of them now. And uh, at the moment, all of our malt comes from New York Craft Malt out in Batavia. Okay. And their uh, lovely folks are actually getting a, getting a drop shipment from them tomorrow. So, yeah, at the moment, every single batch of our beer is 100% New York State and 100% local hops. Nice. Yeah. Did uh, when the, I mean, it's been nine years, I think, since the hurricane. Has that affected, like, the farm? I think it was back in 2011. 20, yes, 2011. 2011. Yep. Has that affected the farming or anything like that that you've noticed? I don't believe it. I mean, you weren't really into yeah, we, the brewing the back bre- when that happened. Yeah, right? we weren't open yet. I was in the first year of just business planning up at my house when the flood happened. And from what I... I mean, it seems as all the farms have come back um, to previous levels. Yeah. I think it happened relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't noticed any farms not here. So. From previously. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I get that's good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> consider, there's a strong sense. I mean, considering there was five feet of water in here in the surrounding area. Right. Yeah. There's, so. a, there's a strong sense of community and camaraderie around here. I'm a bit of a broken record when it comes to talking about the power of local community. But, uh, yeah, everybody just pretty much, in times of need especially here, yeah. just gather together and uh, and and... and work together to 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 survive and and get back to normal again nice i noticed on your website you talked about uh or at least mentioned establishing yourselves as carbon neutral brewery yes how is are you fully carbon neutral no we're not however at this point it's impressive it's certainly an impressive goal our all 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 of our electric now is we don't have our own solar panels but we have a we're part of a uh, an energy group in the capital region that supplies all of our energy and it's all from uh, renewable resources, uh, solar. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's cool. And uh, we, of course, give our spent grains away to farmers. Uh, Sometimes we get stakes for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Highland Hollow. <laughs> Highland Hollow. Was it tough to get to the point of being, getting or 100% like solar and wind power? Uh, no, my business partners, uh, Barb and Chuck Manning, uh, they were the ones who discovered uh, this company looking for um, basically shareholders in their program. Uh, I'm, they're the ones who have all the, all the information, but uh, they knew about this group who were looking for people to invest, and uh, they signed Green Wolf up, and uh, so then all of our electric bills uh, 
uh, come from that uh, renewable project. Were there different kinds of challenges when it comes to the brewing then? Or I'm curious if that has any effect on like a normal brewing process. The being trying to stay carbon neutral or um, solar or wind power. I could see why the bike would come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a, a reason to do it. Um, well, that electric bill is, is, is taken care of as well through that, through the group of which I can't remember their names. So really, it had, we have, it, there's been no effect. Uh, one thing that I would love to have at some point is to have uh, hot water solar panels that preheat the brewing water. Interesting. But that's Is that an re- option? Or something that exists? I have no We're, idea. I don't know a lot about solar. Honestly. Right. Uh, it's definitely a possibility, and breweries have done it before. We still need to figure out our, our medium and long-term future about brewing. Our, we have a small electric two-barrel brewery right now in a very small space. Most likely in the coming years, we will be moving the brewery to a, a different location. And I think when that happens... I do want to, in the new construction, build in um, a, uh, a solar component to preheat the brewing water. Interesting. Caleb, where am I here? That is our farm to stout. Farm to stout. And that's at 4.5% ABV. Yeah. So what's in the farm to stout here? Lots of <laughs> specialty malts. We have chocolate rye. We have chocolate wheat. We have uh, Crystal 80 malt. Um, uh, we have... Those are all, most of the specialty malts, I think. Vienna? Vienna. We have Vienna in that as well. Mm-hmm. Out of all the beers that we make here at Green Wolf, that probably probably has the most complex malt bill Interesting. of any beer we make. Maybe the Dire Wolf is about there as well, but I'm, I think the, the, the farm to stout is uh, the one that has the yeah that's not bad that goes down nice and easy yeah yeah it is light that's in yeah like i said i don't drink a lot of stout so i don't know what to expect a Mm. lot of the time i've always been more of a ipa pale Mm -hmm. ale pilsner type guy yeah but uh yeah this is this does go down nice and easy (laughs) one of the things that's really cool i noticed you mentioned on your website you guys are big supporters of the local art scene right yes yes to the point where i see you even have paintings that people could purchase Mm -hmm. definitely Uh, at the moment we have artwork or photography exhibited and for sale from one two three four five different artists oh wow do believe we want to get some more up on the wall and of course, in terms of the arts, uh, I think it's especially where local music is where we shine even stronger. Yes. You guys have you mentioned bands every Thursday and or Friday, Friday and Saturday. And Saturday. Mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday, seven to ten. And is there a good art scene out in Middleburg? In Middleburg here, is oh. there a lot of artists? I don't know. Like I said, I don't know right. a lot about Middleburg. So there are a lot of artists. Uh, I think and musicians as well. We're very lucky. We, I'm. It's tough for me to find uh, solo artists in bands now to schedule new ones because I have a, a working list 40 deep now of people who are just coming back all within. Oh, wow. Most of them are within an hour's drive, less than. Um, you, you are in an interesting location because it is kind of smack dab in a lot of spots people like to go to. So they have right. to kind of drive through Middleburg to get to these other spots. Exactly. Just to the west, there's Cooperstown. To the north, it's the Mohawk Valley. To the to the northeast, it's the Capital District. To the east, it's uh, Hudson Valley. And then to the south, it's the Catskills. And yet, 
to go to and fro, uh, Middleburg and Schoharie County is right in the middle of, uh, of somewhat of a bullseye. And the, the project here in terms of tourism is uh, to give people a reason to stop here on their way uh, back and forth. And uh, Green Wolf's uh, front and center of that uh, pursuit. Nice. So you guys don't actually have food, but there are a couple snacks, right? And you can, uh, we, uh, and of course, bringing, bringing food in from yeah. all the restaurants. here. I do really enjoy that. That's become like a big thing now. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, great. it's great. <laughs> it is because there's so many lo- great local places around usually when you go to a brewery. So it's always nice to have that option. Yeah. One restaurant I want to mention is... By the way, we had a great pizza from across the street here. Yeah, so that was the Pasta and Grill. But what I want to mention is the Hen and the Hound uh, Bistro in I have heard... That's a place I've heard of, like, more frequently. Fairly frequently. Yes, so Tyler DeGroff used to work at New World Bistro in Albany. He used to be the sous chef and... That's close, right? ...head chef. Where's the Hen and the Hound? The hen and the, we could walk there. Oh, all right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right on the outskirts of the main drag. Yep. So about a three-minute walk from Green Wolf. Um, but yes, so it's a little slice of the New World Bistro right here in Middleburg. Nice. And what's the name of the place we had that good pizza? Uh, the Middle Village Pasta and Grill. Tomato and garlic clove or something? Yes. Yeah. Uh, What's I don't the, know. I forget the name of it. Uh, Napolitina. The Napolitina. Oh, yeah. There's not too many things you can go wrong put it on a pizza other than pineapple. Uh, we yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I like the Hawaiian pizzas. Yes. No. <laughs> not into that? No. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I will mention ordering a pizza at, my ho- at home and my girlfriend will want pineapple. Yeah. And I'll say, fuck it, we're not getting a pizza. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make something else. We're lucky. Both, both, we have two Italian restaurants here and they both make awesome pizza. And they're both right next to us. Yep. That's the other one is Hubie's, which some, is yeah. next door to us. This is a lot of, it, it's one thing I've noticed quickly is there's a lot of good stuff all walking yeah. Distance. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Is your is the, your beer available outside of the tap room in places? In a Some few places, places yeah. uh, very local. Uh, so we are a two barrel system. Uh, we make about sixty gallons a batch, give or take. Yep. Yep. And so uh, we do. We have our beer in the Bull's Head in Cobleskill. Right now, I think. Oh well, there's the Sapbush Hollow Cafe, yes. but they're only they're down in uh, West Fulton, just a little south of here, about ten minutes drive, and uh, they have an awesome uh, breakfast. They're open only open Saturdays. Uh, they're they're exceptional mm-hmm. uh, with this, just like all amazing fresh espresso beverages, um, and they've just recently opened up for um, uh, short menu dinners on Saturday nights featuring Green Wolf beer and nice. other local uh, other local beverages as well only we're, we're the only beer on the menu so yeah <laughs> right nice yeah. so that's a good one to mention and uh but as far as the capital region not just yet mm-hmm. but we are working on that <clears throat> we have up until now been uh, very much uh, focused on retail sales out of uh, the tap room and now the public house mm-hmm. here in middleburg but we definitely are looking to grow the wholesale self-distribution nice all right i got two beers left as we go through which uh which guy is this that looks like the abby gargoyle yep abby gargoyle i love the name belgian double belgian double all right Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about the abby gargoyle this is one of my personal favorites uh it's an amber style belgian ale Ooh, that's nice yeah Yeah. (laughs) it gets that night that nice funky malty character from the belgian uh yeast a little bubble gummy yeah and uh what's in it? we get the vienna 
and we have crystals, right? Crist- that's right. The crystal wheat is in that, and the base malt. But that's really about it. From that, it's just adding the that crazy Belgian yeast and letting the temperature go where it may on the on the fermentation process for that. And we, then it just we do have honey in that too. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Yes. Oh All my right. God. You, A the, lot of honey. <laughs> okay. And not only that, it's the buckwheat honey. Yes. The buckwheat honey, which is so rich and almost. Starts to be molasses. Similar in color to that as well. Oh, the thank honey you for itself. saving me. Yeah. No, what, oh, oh, really? Man, yeah. it was so embarrassing almost. Well, that is almost a nice amber color. As the bicycle or the camels. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, well, we touched on or it earlier than possible number of farm breweries in general in the state. I know just obviously I started this podcast because I love beer. Essentially, that's the heart of it. It's, it's also kind of whatever I want it to be sometimes. Mm. <laughs> But I always love going to new places, checking out, you know, beers and just chatting with people. I am curious, though, being a brewer, I think there's something, there's at least over like 400 just breweries in general in the state. Do you ever think there'll be a point of like oversaturation? Definitely in some markets, I would think. I, I'm i going to be fascinated to see where the industry goes, even in the next five years. Because, they, I mean, they yeah. keep loosening regulations every a little bit here and there over yeah. the years, making it a little easier to open stuff. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious to see when people are like, all right, there's there's enough around. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are more breweries opening up every day, and there's more breweries opening than closing. I think... Wait, that's another interesting aspect. There's not a lot of them that close. So far. Yeah. yeah it's a rarity. Yeah, it's still least. a rarity when you hear of one <laughs> closing. And, well, like, like Empire, for instance, but that was such a huge example of a big brewery becoming uh, just getting in, in uh, some type of financial duress. I think over the next five years, if I had to wager, you're going to have a lot of the smaller breweries kind of figure out, okay, do we want to take it to the next level? Has this been more than we depended on that we thought that we could, that we could uh, take a bite out of and we're just going to, it's been fun for a few years and we're going to close. Uh, I, I'm very curious as to, to what's going to happen. I think some markets are going to oversaturate and then it's going to become more competitive perhaps, which is interesting because, uh, one of the aspects I love about the brewing industry in general is the, the camaraderie. It's a, it's one thing I learned early talking to just a handful of brewers. It's a real close knit community. Right. Absolutely. It is very helpful. Everyone's very supportive of each other and everything. Yeah. Uh, We clean our kegs at Sirius Brewing. Uh, We carry uh, Back Barn. We we carry their red right now. Yep. I remember your podcast with Brenda. Yeah, Brenda was great. She had some really great, great. just really great being a person stories in general, not even just about the brewery. Yeah. Yeah. And we're good friends with Helderberg Brewery down in Rensselaerville in yes, southern Albany the, County. Yeah, it used to be the Cary Institute. Still is the Cary oh, Institute. Is? Okay. It's an aspect of yeah. the Cary Institute is the brewery. Yeah. And then everyone, we carry other uh, spirits and uh, even mead from the Helderberg yep. Mead Works. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. You guys have, for anyone that may not just be interested specifically in Green Wolf beer, other options. Yep, right. and we also have guest taps, too, because we are a two-barrel system. So some beer that we carry, uh, you know, Sometimes we have sloop, we have juice bomb. You have to have juice bomb. Uh, <laughs> it, it is seems, good stuff. It yep. seems. It seems. Yep. But if I had to take a time machine <laughs> five years into the future, and I was going to see what the industry was, I think it's going to be quality will rise to the top. Mm-hmm. 
and quality and experience will rise to the top. And uh, if there are places where there are too many breweries, that will win out, and those with less of a good game plan, less good beer, and less of good experience will uh, will not make it if if there is an oversaturation point. Yeah. It, it, it's an interesting question when I thought of it. I'm like, as I, like I said, I love going to places, trying some new beers, but I'm like, how often can I actually do this? Right. Before I'm like, yeah, I need a little break. <laughs> so are you cooking up anything new at the moment? We, yeah, we're looking at a few different uh, new recipes in the future. We're looking at uh, red ale. Something you want to try your hand at that you haven't done yet? Uh, yeah, and we're also looking uh, to... One uh, one thing that we, we're not uh, much of... We don't push a lot of IPAs mm-hmm. out of our brewery. We tend to uh, go for more multi-style uh, beers. And uh, we do... We are very keen on this year wanting to build uh, like at least a good house IPA. Yeah. I don't want to get too much involved in the in the New England style IPA scene because so many people do it so well. And there, we, it's tough trying to. When I go to a beverage center, I'm like, yeah, they, yeah that sounds good, but I'm like, there's just so, so many options. Good. So yes. many, absolutely. And I feel very proud of us focusing on so many of the other wonderful beer styles. I think that's another thing about helping yourself to stand out when, of course, there's so many other breweries as well. Right. Having more of a unique selection. Yeah. And also just using being just using so much, so many local ingredients. Yeah. There are a lot of farm breweries, but I don't think there still aren't many examples of uh, farm breweries using at this point 100 percent New York State ingredients. Mm hmm. On to my last sample here as we get close towards the end. So that's our newest beer, actually, and this is complete, completely? Completely? Bernie's? It is completely Bernie's. Yeah, so completely is, Bernie's. Yeah. I, I, that's not the name, that's I assume. That's not the it, name. Okay. So Although perhaps it should have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, Completely it's, Bernie. It's I'll have our, the completely Bernie, please. It's <laughs> our, our ESB, and I actually wanted to, the it to be our extra special yes. Bernie, but it's an extra <laughs> special bitter. Uh, that's our eminence. Not as like extra as special, any. Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we did too. Yeah. Bernie didn't. Bernie didn't. It's <laughs> a it, shame. Eminence, I'm still trying to get yeah. someone to name a beer, slap and tickle. It's not. No one's taken me up on it yet. It hasn't. I happened. heard no. that. Okay, I remember that in a podcast. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So I, I still throw it out there every once in a while, but it still hasn't happened. You guys could be the first. Not yeah. even Rogue. Wow. That's. I think crazy. you said that to Real McCoy. I think. I tried. I tried it there. I think I tried it with Kevin in rare form. It may have came up somewhere else. Maybe if there was a historical use of the word slap and tickle. <laughs> uh, there, 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 there's probably an X-rated Wasn't one. Wasn't that the previous name of Sloansville or something? It was <laughs> oh, slap and tickle. <laughs> no, probably no. not. I'm sorry, everybody from Sloansville. They are too. <laughs> At least they're not New Jersey. But <laughs> so future plans for the brewery. You mentioned possibly... A larger facility from down the road soon? Uh, we're looking to uh, complete our outdoor patio this year. Nice. Which will be lovely. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, have Bernie uh, make some new uh, recipes this year under his own uh, power and imagination. 
and yeah. uh, start uh, differing out some recipes uh, beyond the ones that I created originally. He's homebrewed a batch of the red, right? He has. Okay. We'll be tasting that next week. Yeah. Nice. So what are some of your interests outside of Green Wolf then? I know uh, I had Craig Gravina on an earlier episode, and yeah. then he emailed me afterwards with some names of people to potentially talk to, and I believe he referred to you as the Vrooman's Nose Hike Guy. <laughs> Oh, yes. So oh, I assume you're into hiking. I am in hiking. Uh, even uh, I am a musician, I'm a songwriter, and a writer. What do you play? Guitar. Okay. Yeah, it's just a guitar. And uh, I play my own venue sometimes because, well... Why not? It's my damn venue. Exactly. Fuck it. And we don't have to pay you. <laughs> and I don't have to pay myself. And if you don't like it, then uh, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> No, I'm a, uh, I'm a songwriter, a musician, I'm a writer. I write my philosophical essays every week on the newsletter, on the news uh, email news list called The Musings. So, uh, yeah, I, I have trouble fitting in all of my pursuits. It's always been, it's been a boon and a bane of my existence, all of my interests. <laughs> Caleb? I'm here a lot. You are here I'm a lot. here a lot. <laughs> uh, I have a three-year-old. That I oh, I'm sure that keeps you pretty busy. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. <laughs> and um, I'm here a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seems like a great way to wrap things up. I wouldn't have it any other way either. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of Stories from a Bar. Big thank you, Justin and Caleb, for taking the time to hang out. I really enjoyed all these samples that we've gone through. I'm uh, here a lot, too. <laughs> 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 I uh, I definitely need to make a trip back, uh, especially when it's nice out. Today was kind of crap. Well, I'm fortunate that it stopped snowing and raining from this morning, but it is cold and wintry. And I want to come back up here when the foliage is out and it's nice walking around weather. That's great. And when your patio's done, that'll be great. And they let the camels yes. out of the barn. That's true. Yes. And there'll be just camels wandering the streets of Middleburg here for some reason. <laughs> nice. You can check out the Green Wolf website at greenwolfales.com for the drink menu. And be sure to like and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to keep tabs on all the awesome stuff they have going on. The band's coming through. Trivia with Caleb, I see that you host, right? Uh, we will be. We've we've done trivia in our old spot. Most importantly, Dungeons & Dragon Nights we need to talk about. Yes. yes. <laughs> every other Sunday, as of right now, every other Sunday, we are not open on Sundays. So we have a private Dungeons & Dragons, two sessions. I'm looking private to... Private Dungeons. Private Dungeons. In, uh, it wasn't weird. Now it is. <laughs> uh, so once we open on Sundays, we can open that up to every Sunday, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we would have new slots uh, for people to come in and uh, to join a campaign. Nice. Anything else you guys want to throw in before we sign off? Uh, call us for any events you want us to do. Call Caleb. Yes. <laughs> He's here a lot. <laughs> so he says. <laughs> and I assume you got all these, uh, my little test, right, on all these samples. I wouldn't know if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. All right. I will take your word sure. for it. <laughs> so a big thank you, guys, uh, for hanging out and inviting me up. It was a great time. Awesome. Big thank you to everyone out there for checking out the show. Be sure to like and follow Stories from a Bar on Facebook, as well as the show on Twitter and Instagram at StoriesFAB. You'll, of course, find the show on Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, and more importantly, leave a fantastic review. I greatly appreciate it. I really do. And help spread the word. So until next time, cheers. 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 cheers.